Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Catherine Pond. Please join me each week as I dive into a new witchy topic, along with occasionally sharing stories of growing up in the church and how breaking away from the church helped me embrace the witch I was born to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast. For September 26th, 2022, the moon is in waxing crescent. Some ways to work with the waxing crescent energy are strength, fertility, healing, creativity, and manifesting. Um, For September 26th, 2022, the moon sign is in Libra. Libra rules over the skin, veins, and kidneys. Um... For the waxing moon, surgeries are not recommended. So if you have one scheduled for this time, see if you can get it rescheduled. But moving on to the card of the week, which is the Ten of Swords pulled from the Golden Girls Tarot deck. The picture shows uh, a man. He's very generic. I can't tell which male character he is from the show. Um, I know he's not Dorothy's husband. I found that. He's the hangman, which is hilarious because he's hanging upside down and his wig's like flopping in the wind. It's funny. But anyways, this card, the King of Swords, uh, like I said, I can't quite tell which character he is, but he's sitting on a throne wearing a purple robe, holding a sword. He's wearing a crown. And in the background, you see um, clouds, uh, two palm trees, and you see the Miami sunset. Uh, And the description of the card reads, A call to find your wisdom and voice and express your truth in a way that can help yourself and others. With that being said, let's jump into this week's episode. And this week's episode is going to be a re-record. I posted this episode yesterday, and when I sat down to listen, I just wasn't happy with the way it came out. So here I am redoing it. I want to start off with first dedicating this episode to uh, Snowball, who was my pet chicken when I was a child. She was my everything, and I truly believe that she loved and cared for me as well. Um, I'm getting a little choked up just thinking about her, but um, yeah. So I'm wanting to start off with uh, sharing some things that I learned uh, while she was in my life. And I didn't really even notice that I was learning these things at the moment. But now that I'm an adult and I'm in my 30s, I can look back and be like, yeah, I did learn a lot from her. Um, And that does not mean that I am perfect by any means at these things. I am still to some extent learning how to um, incorporate these things into my life, but, um, I'm getting better each day. Starting off with acceptance, acceptance towards others and acceptance towards myself. I definitely am better at accepting other people for who they are, their flaws and their imperfections. And when it comes to accepting myself, I'll be honest, I am not that great, 
but I am working towards getting better uh, because I have found that um, when I do slip into that judgment, you know, mode of judging myself and saying that I'm stupid or or careless and, and, and just cutting myself down, instead of stepping into that acceptance mode, what I'm pretty much doing is gaslighting myself. And why would I want to continue doing something that ruined me as a child, constantly being gaslit and told that, um, you know, I'm not like my brothers and sisters. I'm not, you know, not normal. You know, my seizures made me abnormal. And that was the big thing. That was a big thing that was thrown up at me as a kid that was thrown to my face that I wasn't normal and I'll never be normal because of my seizures. And so it's natural for, for me to step into that mode of just cutting myself down and not, um, not loving myself, but I am making effort and, and conscious change to change that because I no longer want to be gaslit. I mean, who does? Obviously, as a child, I had no way out of it. My parents were the ones that were gaslighting me and and neglecting me and just making me feel horrible about myself. But now that they're no longer in my life, now I can make that change. Um, and I know if Snowball was around today, she would be wanting me to do the same thing. She would want me to treat myself with the love and acceptance that she gave me. The next thing I learned was how to be caring. (sighs) Again, this is something that is much easier for me to do for other people. When it comes to myself, I'm like, oh, I can put that off till tomorrow. I can, I can do that later. I don't need to you know, be invested in, you know, how I feel or whatever. It's not that important. I'm not doing anything bad. These are things that go through my mind. You know, I'm not doing anything bad because I'm not physically hurting myself. But if, for example, if I need to just have some time by myself and, for example, just sit in peace and just recharge instead of being like bucket up pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just get on with life honoring that and allowing myself that space and time for silence and recharging that is caring for myself um but again that was not something that was um taught to me as a child it was always you're not good enough, or um, you're stupid, whatever, you know? Um, So again, that is something that I am in the process of, of trying to remember to do, you know, and and, and not um, neglecting my, my caring towards myself, I guess you would call that self care, right? Um, And I know that me being so 
able to accept and care for other people so much easier than uh, it is for myself is a sign that I was seriously abused as a child. Um, because I want to accept and, and please people. That's it. It's a pleasing thing. I want to please people so they can be happy with me. But at what cost? The cost is my health, is me. So I am seriously learning uh, to put myself first. The next thing I learned from Snowball was to be a listener, to listen. Again, this is another thing that I learned uh, or I was learning from her. And um, I'm not the greatest. I'm much better. I'm much more in my environment at peace when I am when I'm talking, when I'm sharing advice, when I'm sharing information that I've learned um I need to learn to be quiet and let, you know, continue to implement this into my life where sometimes people don't want to hear what you have to say. Sometimes people just come to you because they need to just vent. They need a soundboard just to bounce their frustrations and anger off of. Um, and that's fine. That is fine. Um, so there are times where I'm like, um, before the pandemic, when I was doing Reiki pretty regularly, um, I would always start the session and give them like good 15 minutes or so. And it would go a little longer if necessary, but I would give them definitely at least 15 minutes to like talk about, uh, things that were going on in their day or their week or, um, part where they think they need the Reiki to be focused on, um, what part of the body, etc. Um, and I had several, uh, clients at that time tell me that I was, you know, it was, it was very beneficial to, for me to just sit there and let them talk. Um, so I've had people tell me that I am a good listener, but I do know that I have a tendency that when I am talking with somebody, I get overly excited because I don't get to talk to a lot of people in person. Um, I just don't socialize a whole lot, I guess. But anyways, and so then they're talking and then I've got all these thoughts and things in my head and I, and I just want to get them out before I forget. And so then sometimes a lot of times I'll admit it a lot of times I talk over them or we're talking at the same time. So I do need to work on that a little bit more being a good listener, but this was something that, um, I definitely was learning as a child and obviously she wasn't talking to me like I'm talking right now in this episode, but I could pick up energy from her and the energy told me what she was trying to say. Like a lot of times it was just that she was just radiating understanding and, and acceptance and, and it just, and that was just all I needed. And my favorite memories are when she and I would be walking around the backyard and she would just look up at me as where we were walking, where we'd be walking side to side and she would just look up at me and I felt like she could see into my soul. It was just this magical thing. Um, 
So those are a couple things that I've learned. A few more things I learned. (sighs) Get outside and enjoy um, the nice weather. Being with nature and um, letting nature talk to you. Let nature share its message. Um, And this is something that I have stepped more into um, these last three years since I have started, you know, practicing as a witch. Um, I've acknowledged more the importance and of um, being in nature, being outside and, you know, listening to the wind blow and you know, listening to the message that the wind carries or, um, you know, taking in the beauty of the winter with the snow and the blanket of, of snow covering everything, but knowing come spring that snow will melt and new life will, will blossom. Um, as a child, pretty much, I didn't want to be outside unless I was with Snowball. I didn't want it. I was not an outdoor child. I loved, you know, being in my little corner in the living room where the TV was and and, and watching PBS. I loved watching Wishbone and um, what a, a Ghost Rider. Does anyone remember these shows? Am I alone on this? <laughs> um the magic school bus. I was all about the magic school bus. I, that, that was my jam. Those were my shows. Reading Rainbow, um, LeVar Burton. Did you guys know LeVar Burton has a podcast? He hasn't recorded anything for a while, but he does have a podcast. Uh, if you were, you know, a child in the nineties that watched Reading Rainbow and you're like, whatever happened to him? Uh, I highly recommend you go check his podcast out but I digress. Um, (laughs) Don't be afraid. This is another thing that I learned. Don't be afraid to wander away from your group of people, um, you know, your family, or break away. It could be an example of also not being afraid of breaking away from your usual group of friends and making friends with people that are out of the norm for you if for example if you are somebody that's in high school and you're typically friends with like the gothic kids is that is that still a term goth gothic (laughs) i know that like each generation makes up its own words for for groups and cliques but like in the 90s and early 2000s the goth goths were like the people that shopped at um hot topic and or really baggy pants, chains and stuff, Jenkos, <laughs> all of that. Or, um, you know, and so you want to, you know, add to the group of your friends. So then you break off and you befriend some of the preppy kids. Don't be afraid to, like, broaden your horizons, pretty much is what I learned. Um, even if you can't fly don't be afraid to stretch your wings. You just might <clears throat> get off the ground after all. Um, this one, I mean, obviously, I can't fly and I don't have wings. But what I mean by that is like, don't be afraid 
to step out of the box that you are in and um, seeing what else you are capable of. Um, let folks know when you let people, folks, people know when you are happy and content. Um, and this also goes for the opposite. Don't be afraid to vocalize when you're upset, when there's something that is disturbing you or making you sad. Uh, don't be afraid of sharing what's going on inside of you. As a child, I did not have that safe space. I did not have that with my family. Um, my family is not very big on sharing emotions. You bottle everything up and you push everything deep down and then you push it down even deeper. That is my family. We do not talk about our emotions. I mean, like the other day, I was FaceTiming my sister in Florida and at the end of the FaceTime, I said to her, I said, I love you. I'll talk to you later. And she just awkwardly like looked away from the phone and she like chuckled. And that that's normal. My family, we, we don't know how to react when somebody says I love you. But my way when and that's interesting how that happened, because her way of handling with it is like looking away and kind of like awkwardly kind of chuckling and then like saying okay and then hanging up where my way is saying I love you to people all the time because I want somebody to say that back to me and just saying it and um, flooding people with acceptance and love because that's all I wanted as a kid so that's very interesting how the both of us grew up in the same house but ended up showing expressing our love in different ways. Um, The last one is be proud of your achievements. And this is one that's been very hard for me. Um, By today's standards, by the world's standards, I haven't accomplished that much. Um, But when I really sit down and look at it, look at my life, I have. Technically, I shouldn't be alive. I had my first seizure when I was nine months old. And um, the entirety of the seizure lasted six hours. It started out when I was at home and uh, it was, you know, I was at home for like 30 minutes until my mom finally got my dad to accept the idea that praying in a circle to God wasn't going to stop the seizure and that we needed to call the ambulance. And uh, they got me to the hospital and it continued for another four and a half or yeah, four and a half hours. Uh, And um, so I'm sure they had me on oxygen and everything, but my parents have always told me that uh, the hospital tried to do everything they possibly could to stop the seizure, and they just couldn't. Uh, So that is a long time to being on oxygen tanks and just seizing. Um, So doctors would tell my parents, you know, be prepared. She's going to have brain damage and not be able to take care of herself. You're going to have to have a probably a live-in nurse or something to tend to her 
She'll probably end up being in nursing homes her whole life. Um, So these are things that my parents, even after I showed the doctors and my parents that I can dress myself, I could feed myself, I could bathe myself, all those things. Uh, Yes, sure, there was a learning curve and it took me much longer than your average child to learn these things, but I did it. And still throughout my whole, right up until I moved out of my parents' house at the age of 22, I was told that there was going to come a point in my life where I would be so unable to take care of myself that either I would have to go home from home to each of my siblings and then pretty much they toss me around like a hacky sack you know one of them would take me and then when they got tired they passed me off to the other one um and then once that all got exhausted then my parents would say that after my siblings were done sharing responsibility of me then they would put me in a home Even though I had shown them that I could take care of myself, my parents would just cut me down and tell me all these evil, nasty things. And um, so now, here I am, 37, and I have got my own place. I pay my own bills. I, you know, sure, I don't drive due to my seizures. But if I need to, like, for example, schedule a ride or make sure I need to get at the bus stop at a certain time to get somewhere... I'm capable of doing that. I don't have anyone, you know? Um, And so to have pride in that, being proud that I have survived, that I have lived as long as I have, and I've overcome all these things that doctors and family members have said that were way out of the realm of possibilities. Um... So, like I said, those were all things that I learned during the time that Snowball was in my life. And, like I said, I am not perfect at any of these. It's still a learning situation for me, but I am getting better each day. With that being said, um, I want to go over some fun facts about chickens because that was kind of heavy I didn't mean to get so heavy and sad on you all with the things that I've learned so I want to kind of lighten the mood a little bit so um fun fact one chickens are uh living descendants from dinosaurs uh chickens aren't completely flightless so they don't like um fly like you know Uh, let's say a raven, for example, or a crow. They don't fly like that, but they are able to get themselves off the ground just enough to, like, uh, roost. So I'm sure you've seen roosters and chickens sitting on the the roof of their their, um, little home. Um, Or maybe they're uh, sitting on, like, a low-hanging branch or something. So they can fly just enough to get themselves out off the ground and away from danger and, like I said, for roosting at night. Roost, um, chickens, and this includes roosters in this, they dream, so they are able to achieve REM sleep. Chickens have better uh, color vision than humans, so they see a broader spectrum of color. 
chickens bathe to cover, uh, bathe by covering themselves in dirt. Um, chickens have complex communication. <clears throat> chickens have great memories. And actually, chickens can remember up to a hundred different faces, which is pretty cool. Uh, chickens have a pecking order. Um, eggshell color can uh, be determined by the hen's earlobe. So whatever color their earlobe is, is the color their eggs will turn out. Um, there is a breed of chicken, and I do not remember the name, but it um, the bone, the skin, and the eggs of this chicken are black, solid black. Um, I've seen pictures of it online, and it's beautiful. Um, chickens are very intelligent animals. Well, they'd have to be to be able to recognize at least a hundred different faces, right? Um, chickens, uh, represent prosperity and abundance. Chickens are, uh, associated with, um, power. Um, let's see here. Chicken feet. You can use, um, some... Uses for chicken feet are protection, whether that be for your um, your home or your office. Uh, you can even put them in your car, like hang them by the the mirror in your car <clears throat> in your car to protect you, like just driving around or you know when you're on a road trip or whatever. Uh, chicken feathers are associated with. Uh, uh, cleaning and protection so you can like gather chicken feathers and use them as a duster and and clean the home and with that use the intention to protect your home you can use uh chicken bones along with any animal bone i mean obviously any sort of bone you could use i obviously don't harm anyone to get the bones the the bones i use i used um you know how you buy at the grocery store um like um like in the frozen section you get chicken that's like barbecue flavor honey barbecue what have you i think it's like tyson or whatever so i ate the chicken and then i cleaned up the bones and i use that in my divination sometimes um, and the reason animal bones are used is, um, you know, the connection to the animal, you know, the bones are still there. So there's that connection still. So you can use them in communicating with that animal. If it's, if it's an animal that was your pet and beloved, you can use that in a, a communication, um, you can use the heart of the chicken for um, for heart for love magic. Um, let's see here. Chicken. Chickens are also associated with um, healing, like health uh, 
you know, I'm sure there's been times in your life where you've been sick and then, um, you know, either your guard, uh, whoever is around, you know, significant other, a family member, they either show up or make you, uh, like a chicken soup, you know, um, that's another way of incorporating chicken in, uh, in spell work. Um, let's see here. Some, uh, meanings of, mm, some interpretations of chicken as a spirit animal, um, in, uh, Europe and Asia, roosters, um, are seen as a, uh, sign of the sun in, um, in other countries, the uh, the rooster is seen as um, a connection between uh, the living, our realm, and the dead. Um, let's see. Um, in in Scandinavia. Roosters are seen as, um, a, like, um, like a separation. There's the word I was looking for. Like a separation between the living and, um, you know, gods. Um, let me see here. I just lost my place. Some other, um, so if you dream of a chicken, and this also, I'm assuming, goes for roosters as well, um, so dreaming of a chicken or rooster go, uh, could mean several different things. Protection, wisdom, validation, uh, you know, being noticed, um, and or it could be you dreaming about um like a person of of position in your life whether that be a boss a parent a teacher etc so um obviously it depends on the the interpretation obviously depends on what you're dreaming about and how you feel during the dream what you feel like the message is that the chicken or rooster is trying to get across to you um with that all being said, that's where I'm going to leave this week's episode. I hope this episode comes out better than uh the original version. But with all that being said, I hope you all have a magical week and I will be back next week to discuss tattoos and their significance in magic. If you would like to join me in keeping the conversation going, you can do so by checking out the podcast over on Spotify, where each week there will be a question attached to the podcast and you can leave your comment. I look forward to hear what you all have to say.